Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And uh, Bob is Bob Shorey, one of the MCSEs here. He helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And uh, we got four lines lined up here, so we're all jammed up. We do appreciate you giving us a ring this Saturday morning, and uh, we will do our best to get to all your calls. So let's go right to those. And uh, Ron in Farmington has been on the line the longest. What's going on, Ron? Ron, you there? Uh oh. Ron's been on too long, maybe. <laughs> Ron going once. Hello. Hey, there you are. You almost, you almost lost you. What's going on, sir? Okay, I'm glad you did. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I have a couple of quick questions, and I'm really a computer novice, so okay. bear with me. Sure. A while back, you guys were talking about getting a, I guess, a safer, uh, more uh, dependable, secure email address. Yes. Uh, instead of like a Yahoo or Hotmail address. Yes, sir. And what I'm wondering is, can you give me, uh, you know, who you recommend for getting something like that? And that would be something that I would have to pay for on a whatever, an annual basis or six-month basis or something? Correct. Uh, the, the email that, that I've been recommending for quite some time is ProtonMail. Proton? Yep, ProtonMail. We'll put a link out there over at Computer Talk for you. Okay. And uh, it's a company that is partnered. It's, they're out in Switzerland, and they partner with MIT. And I do actually think they have a free box that you can get. Um, but that would be a much more secure. Uh, free when it came to emails. Correct, because the thing about anything free, if, if it's free, they can just turn it off, right? Right. Just like your Hotmail, your Gmail can go away. And what are you going to do? Complain about your email going away, your free box? And so much of our lives are connected to these email boxes um, that you really should get a, consider a secure one that's going to protect your, your data. And, if, and Proton is an encrypted mail service. So along with being more secure, it's encrypted. So the messages back and forth... Uh, are more secure on top of that. So you can also get your own domain through them. So you could be, you know, Ron at your last name if your last name's available. Would be kind of interesting too. Okay. And about how much does that cost? Oh gosh, don't hold me to it. I want to say probably twenty five bucks a year if I had to think. I don't think it's that much. Um, and that's if you get your own email address? Uh I'm sure it's separate cost for that. Uh, but you would get a Proton. You'd be at Proton for most normal mailboxes. But if you want to get your own domain, you can get it through them too. 
Okay, so that's going to be a little more than 25 bucks. I think so. And don't hold me to it. I haven't looked at it in, uh, recently. Okay, number two. Yep. When I'm online and I have three or four websites open, mm-hmm. and I'm going to walk away from the computer for an hour or so, whatever, um, I, so I log out of you know, all, the, uh, all the sites that I'm on. Sure. And now I go back to get back on, say, half hour, hour later or a couple hours later. Mm-hmm. I click on the icon for Google Chrome. Yeah. And what happens is that little circle, little circle signal that shows up that you've clicked on the uh, icon shows mm-hmm. up and it's spinning. Yeah. And, it, you know, if it stays on for a little bit, I know it's connecting me. But what will happen is it will only stay on for like a second or two and go right off, and then I know that I am unable to get online. Okay. So what I'm wondering is, I'm wondering why that is exactly, and also I'm wondering if I was to leave one of the sites open uh, and then, you know, just uh, go into the uh, the header where I change the particular website that I want to go on, yeah. is that a way around that or no? No, what I think is happening to you is your computer is going into a sleep mode, and I think literally your network card is going to sleep. So when when you touch it again and you start getting on your machine, the machine is too slow to wake up the network card, and that's why you're not online anymore. So okay. go to your power settings and tell your system to not do that, not to go into sleep mode. You can even customize your power settings to choose specific aspects of your computer that you want to turn off or turn on when people don't even realize their hard drives are spinning down, their network cards are spinning down, and then you go ahead to try to wake it up, and it just takes a little while to, to wake it up. But it has nothing to do with whether you're online on the on the browser or not. If, you, okay. if, you're gonna go to, if your machine's going to go to sleep, it's going to go to sleep. So I would tell you to test this theory is to turn off your power settings, right? Tell it to never go to sleep. Walk away and go back and then double-click on it, and I bet you you'll be able to connect. Okay, one last quick question. Yeah. Um, computer is noisy as, as hell, okay? Yeah. And I'm, I'm assuming it's all fan noise. That's what it sounds like. Right. Not all the time, but a lot more a lot more of the time than you would hope for. Sure. Um, you know, is there something I can do to, to cure that? Is it a laptop or a desktop? Desktop. It's a, it's a Dell that's probably 12, 15 years old, maybe even. Wow. Well, two things. Uh, try to get it by committee to get a new one. Yeah, get but it. What you committee. can do in the short term, if you can open the box up, get a can of uh, canned air, and blow the fans out. Yeah. Because okay. the odds are that the dust in there is so thick that that thing is struggling to try to cool itself off. Right. Okay. So while while it's running, compressed. Or not while it's running. No, no, no. Uh, don't need it oh, while it's running. Not while it's running. Yeah. No. no unplug it. Uh, turn it off. You oh. might you you might want to gently use a. Uh, Small vacuum cleaner, not a household one, but something small. It depends on okay. how much dirt how much is, dust in, is there. in there. Because I've seen it where it's like the whole thing was packed yeah. with dust. So I don't know. It just depends on how much you see. Yeah, okay. and a 12-year-old computer, by the way, a 12-year-old machine doesn't have a lot of processing power. But you're using today's browsers and today's requests. So the machine is having to work really hard with what little it has from 12 years ago. So just imagine you try to you bought a car 12 years ago and now you want to tow a camper behind it but you only bought a three cylinder engine. Okay, but it's it's very noisy even if we're not using it, even if uh you know, if we leave it on overnight in the morning there's we're not logged into anything or anything. It, 
It also could be that the uh, fan is uh, wearing out and getting ready to fail, too. Yeah, the bearings on it, if it's making like a bearing noise, the fan could easily be replaced cheaply. But again, a 12-year-old computer, don't spend too much money on it. Okay, I'll try... Uh... I'll try cleaning that and see what happens. Oh, when you said open open the box, what exactly do you mean by that? Well, there's a there's a case around the machine where you can actually take a few screws out, off and, and open it up. Oh, you're, so, talking, you're talking about taking the actual cover or cabinet off it. Exactly. That's why you want to do it with it unplugged, not running. Okay. And then you all can right, see all the good. dust, and, of course, you know the heat sink could be completely caked in dust. Or you could have a, a fan getting ready to fail, and that uh, wouldn't be a wouldn't be a good thing. And sometimes there are multiple fans, and one may be seized. Right. You know, if you can't spin it and have it keep going, if it like won't spin beyond you know what you're moving it, right. Then you know it's getting ready to fail. It's a bearing okay. issue. All right. All right. Very good. Thanks a lot. All right, Ron. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Uh, let's try to get another call in here. We're going to go to uh, is Joyce still there in Weathersfield? Hey, Joyce. I am. What's going on? Uh, well, I'm a senior citizen, and due to the coronavirus and being isolated, I'm yeah. looking to sign up for either an iPhone or an iPad to do my grocery shopping because the grocery stores do not take orders over the phone. You gotcha. have you have to do it. You would have to do it on the computer. Yep. Uh, with an app. Um, right now, because all I have is a, a flip cell phone. Yep. And um, I was advised, now I do not have, right now I do not have the internet. Now oh I, was ad- I was advised I could, get, I could get an iPad with a SIM card without the internet. It didn't sound right to me. Well, a SIM card is cellular internet, so it is correct. You're oh. going to be paying for cellular internet from either Verizon or AT&T or wherever you're going to buy that from. So that's what a SIM card is. Oh, so I don't need the internet to get um, a, you- an iPad? If it comes with a SIM card, you you do need you do need the internet to get to anything. It's just how you're going to get to the internet is your question. So the iPad, if it comes with a SIM card, is it's including the ability to use cellular internet, like Verizon Cellular, AT and T, T-Mobile. Um, so what they're saying is you don't need to set, to connect to Cox or Comcast. You can just use a cellular connection with your iPad if you choose to go that route. Okay, but I but I do have to have internet access. And the SIM card would give you that with with oh, a fee. the SIM card would give me that with a fee through whatever service you choose uh-huh. that the SIM card supports. So generally, if you buy these devices through Verizon or AT and T, they'll they'll offer their service. So you're going to have a monthly cost no matter what. Right, uh, right. I knew there was an, a monthly cost. Now I don't pay. Do I do I pay for the iPad too? In in, in addition to the monthly cost. Well, they they probably would frown on you just walking out with it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, wait, cause, I mean, what I I have like I, I have a cell phone that I pay these uh, uh, well right. fees. Oh, so you buy the you buy you buy the iPad, and you you pay that cell. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. I, what I'm what I'm what I'm getting at is right now I haven't been to the store. That's why I'm I'm get well, I want to get one of these iPhones. Yeah. So in other words, I have to go to the store to purchase this anyway. So they would tell me about it. They would. Yeah, and you can also consider an Android solution too. But if you're if you're uh, if you have more help in your family with Apple, that's fine. Go go get an iPad. I could also get Android. Yep. But, but you, you, it you might be a lot cheaper too. You, you would su- you would suggest that over an Apple. Uh, only for cost reasons. 
Oh, okay. Uh, the iPads can be pretty pricey. Okay, so if I'm going to go to the store to purchase it, I'm, I'm trying to avoid going out to the store. That's why I want the, wanted the iPhone to do my grocery shopping. But yeah. I, I'm still going to have to go to the store to purchase this thing, this, mm-hmm. uh, this phone well, or this iPad, obviously. I think you are, unless you have somebody in your family that can do it for you. Okay, that's, okay. so I have to, because yeah, I, 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 I have service right now with AT&T with a cell phone. Yep. Okay. So, do you have uh, uh, internet in your house? I did have internet, but it's shut off. Oh, okay. So you don't have it right now. I, right now, I don't have it. Now, if I were to, was to have it reconnected, how much? How much would that be involved as far as them coming through the house? Do they have to go in and? Uh, I mean, because I got the internet coming into the house, but it's not on. Right. Do you have the devices still? I have. I just purchased the Chromebook. Oh my gosh! Not too, you're, not too long ago. You're halfway there. So if they turn on the internet back on your house, they may have to come in and, and connect a modem. Um, and then you you go run the Chromebook and you'll be okay. Oh, so it's just a, it's just a matter of them coming in to uh, connect the uh, the modem. Correct. Okay, so it's not like I'm going to have so much access with people uh, into the into the house. I don't think so. I'm uh, I'm sure they all have COVID protocols for you to make you feel better. Okay, that's that's my concern. I can yeah. tell you. Okay. All right. Okay, you helped me very much. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Joyce. Good luck. Okay. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. We're going to sip out for a quick break. We've got a couple lines open for you. Actually, one line open for you. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We are here till 11 o'clock, and then Dr. Alessi will be in with Healthy Rounds. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. He won't be broadcasting from our hermetically sealed studios here in East Hartford, but he'll be from an undisclosed location, I'm sure, uh, himself. And then, of course, Len and Lisa uh, will come in on at 12 o'clock and uh, do a show as well for you for Garden Talk. So stick around here at WTIC, and uh, let's get back to your calls. We're going to go to uh, Enfield next. And Nick, what's going on, Nick? Thank you for the show you have. Um, My pleasure. I, I've had an HP for 11 years with an AMD processor. Yeah. It's time to renew it, mm-hmm. get a new one. And when I'm shopping, I'm looking at i5, i7, i9 for Intel, and then AMD processors have a, a bunch of numbers. And I'm yeah. also seeing different generations. Yes. And... Um, I don't know, maybe I'm overthinking it, but um, do you have any recommendations, Intel or AMD? So we've, we've unfairly have a bias toward Intel, only uh-huh. because we don't touch AMD in our daily lives. So they do have great processors and great following. So I'm not going to say you couldn't use an AMD, and your example of a 12-year usage is obviously there. So you could consider the AMD. Um, but I don't have a lot of information there for you, so I would tell you to use you know resources like CNET, to actually compare processors between the Intel and the AMD as far as performance goes. Is, is that the letter C, N-E-T? Yep. CNET would have plenty of comparisons out there for you, too, or, uh, or even Tom's Hardware. There's a good site out there called Tom's Hardware that could do some comparisons Thank for you. Thank you. But um, when it comes to looking at Intel processors, i5 would be a minimum, and the, the, the latest generation you can find is always best. So right now, the 9th and 10th gen processors are out. If mm-hmm. you're finding 6th gen and 7th gen and older processors, you know they're going to be cheaper and they're going to do fine, um, but you're not going to be able to leverage the, the new technologies in the newer processors. And you want this next machine to give you another decade of service, right? Yes. 
So don't go cheap. You know, maybe maybe angle on the i5, i7, maybe. Yes. Um, that way you have a nice um, forward, future-proof system. Um, but I really couldn't tell you which AMD would be uh, in comparison to the Intel lines, only because we don't use them. Not that that, that they're bad. It's just we don't use them. Uh, I'm I'm also seeing um, some some units that have a combination of solid state and then disk. Yes. Um, does does that um, interaction seem to be smooth within the unit? Oh, to have both? Yes. Uh, yes, it's fine. So you would use your solid state as your boot disk, uh, maybe a 500 gig minimum, uh, either an SSD drive style or a M.2. It almost looks like a memory stick, believe it or not. Uh, it doesn't even look like a hard drive. And then the spinny drive, as we, we are calling them these days, versus the solid state, the little spinny drive would just be like a scratch drive where you have your data. You know, mm-hmm. you can put data that is not really something you care to have that high performance on. Um, and that works fine. They work fine together. It all depends on what you're doing, though. So if you want to do video editing or, or do anything with pictures, you would want to move your data from the spinny drive over to the solid state to perform your, your renderings or your edits or whatever you're doing. It'll be, it'll be much faster. Will, will, will that be um, a deliberate thing that I'm doing? It would be if you deliberately put the, the data you want to work on, the spinny drive, for safekeeping, and then move it back and forth. It really comes down to what you're doing. If and, it's just and, word editing, it wouldn't make a difference. And by the way, um, your advice about backing up is really good. Um, when when my system went down, I hadn't backed up in a while, and uh, a, a good friend of mine is electronics smart and a tinker, and we were able to get the the uh, spinning drive to come back to life, and I was able to transfer things to uh, a backup disk. But um, nice. that advice that you give is very good. <laughs> uh, sadly, we see too much failure here. So, uh, you know, it's, it's just part of our life. Uh, backing up is the primary thing we do first for any brand new client. We focus on their backup, backup of their servers, their workstations, their data, really. It's key to their operation. So. Have, have, have you ever put a um, spinning drive in the freezer for a little while and brought it out and had it rejuvenate momentarily? Yep. Yes. We have, and it's worked, and we didn't believe it. That's probably a 15-year-old trick. Um, but, yep, because it messes. Because as it's, as it's heating, it expands slightly, mm-hmm. and then something fails. And then sometimes when you cool it, you can actually shrink it, and it gets back into alignment in some way mechanically, and it can come back online. Uh, we've also had to just tap it. You know, you would use literally use a back of a screwdriver to try to tap the drive while it's trying to spin up, and sometimes it works too. That that was the scientific approach we used. Yeah, we we took it from a vertical position to horizontal, tapped it, tightened the screws that were on the uh, that secure the motherboard, uh-huh. and um, it came back to life. Congratulations, you got lucky. Okay, thank you for your help. Our pleasure, Nick. Thanks for listening. Thank you. All right. We're coming up against the hard break here at the bottom of the hour. Feel free to get online, guys. We have four lines open for you. We're here till 11 o'clock, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We are live over at WTIC's Facebook page. You can follow us there as well. And uh, everything we've talked about is posted over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. And it's going to hopefully going to get out to Facebook as well. And if Mark Zuckerberg deems the news worthy... It'll get into your news feed. And of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Tab Computer Sys. We'll be right back.
And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. we got four lines wide open. We're here until 11 o'clock. It's a dreary, rainy day out there, so a uh, good time to cuddle up with your computer. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. If you're all listening to us over at radio.com, anywhere in the country, feel free to give us a ring, and uh, WTIC will pick up the tab. Um, that's kind of a neat thing, too. Radio.com is... That app is an amazing tool, and you can rewind right there, live radio. And, of course, the podcasts are out there over at WTIC as well, over at radio.com. So if you missed a show, um, you're welcome to uh, follow it that way. So, Bob, you want to bring up some news as we wait for our callers? We have four lines wide open, guys. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC and 522-WTIC. Yeah, we're going to have to start talking about our kids pretty soon. No, we never have had to do that. We always (laughs) threaten it. Okay. I got an article here from uh, CNET slash Roadshow. Yep. The Toyota Land Cruiser inspires Japan's upcoming moon rover. Really? Okay. So you got to go to the website and mm. click on this link because it's the coolest thing you ever saw. Yeah. The tires are actually made out of steel. They're actually wire. And mm. I've, uh, hmm. yeah, it's really cool. So anyway, it's called the Lunar Cruiser as a direct link to one of Toyota's longest running models known for its durability. Yep. Toyota and the Japan Aerospace Exploration Agency plan to reach the moon with a manned rover before the end of the decade with the automaker's fuel cell tech on board. Toyota decided to draw a link between space and Earth with the rover's official name, JAXA, J-A-X-A, and Toyota on Friday announced the manned vehicle will be named the Lunar Cruiser. Mm-hmm. The name directly recalls the Toyota Land Cruiser, which first entered production in 1951. In the announcement, the automaker said it passed the decision. It based the decision on the quality, durability, and reliability the Land Cruiser provided in the past and still offers. Mm-hmm. The characteristics are especially crucial as Toyota and JAXA continue development. The Lunar Cruiser needs to keep astronauts safe as it roams the moon's surface. Yeah, how are they getting there, though? Do they have their own rocket? Well, actually, Japan does have a space agency, but it works in conjunction with, uh, um, you know, NASA. But NASA doesn't even have their own rocket. No, because they're calling on Elon Musk and others. So is this all going to end up being something right down there with Elon? In Russia, actually. (laughs) Right, Russia, Russia tried to hack them, yeah. Well, you know. We got to give all our secrets to Russia so that they'll run their space program for us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Not anymore. That's so yeah. So that's a, that's a pretty neat little. Uh, yeah, you got to see it. It's very future looking. Yeah. Yeah. But so. can can they deposit it on the moon? Is the biggest. Well, I question. don't think there's a problem with that. No. No, because um, Elon Musk is going to be having his. Uh, you know, something on the moon. They're going to get something on the moon within the next year or two, I think. Probably three, maybe. But All right. I think they're going to put... Actually, the next uh, one, they're going to have women on the moon. That's awesome. You know, so... No more men on the moon. I be, like that. Women on the moon. Yeah, it's going to be... I think it's going to be a crew of uh, just women. Even better. Yeah. I've been doing a little reading on it, but you know, I'm not 100% sure, but... Good for them. That's we'll awesome. We'll find out. I'll I try know. to dig while we're I know while we're waiting for calls. Yeah, feel free to get online. Eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. Oh, there you guys are. We knew you were here because we're we're here in the hermetically sealed studio in East Hartford, and Matt is back there in Farmington, so he's got to then update a tool that we have here so we can see what's coming on the uh, phone lines here. And so we got Phil in Simsbury up next. What's going on, Phil? Good morning. Morning, sir. How you doing? I'm okay. How are you? 
All right. Uh, I've got a connectivity issue here. All right. Um, I've got Xfinity service for uh, TV, uh, landline phone, and Internet. All right. All right. I went out and bought a Motorola MT7711 uh, to replace Xfinity's modem. Okay. Okay, because that's a one-time purchase. Nice. And I went and got um, Roku's for my TVs. Sure. But I've got Verizon as far as my cell phone plan. Yeah. All right. Now, with the Motorola, I've spoken to Motorola and I've spoken to Comcast. Mm -hmm. But with Motorola, they said, I've got a 600-foot radius for my modem. uh, Oh, for the wireless piece? uh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, for internet and so on. Yep. Um, and once I get out of that area, then I lose connectivity for any of my applications on my cell phone uh, to the internet. Yeah, six hundred uh, feet is a long radius. That's right. But, but I mean, I, I have a small business and I have to be connected. Okay. Yep. Uh, so I call. I call Comcast, and they says, "Well, you, the only way you can do that is." Uh, look for a hot spot. Now, I may be in areas that don't have a hot spot, okay? So I don't know how, how to help to uh, get into the Internet, you know, uh, from through Comcast, through Xfinity. Okay, so, all right. So what you're trying, you've got your own modem at, at your office that has a 600-foot radius. Right. And the moment you leave that, you're on your cellular plan. Right. However, so, however I can't get into the Internet. So you must, on your cell phone? Oh, uh, yeah. So it has nothing to do with Comcast. It has to do with Verizon. If you're using a Verizon cell phone, okay, your, yeah. your plan with them is your problem. So, yes, you'd have to get into a hotspot if you do not have cellular data as part of your service. But I suspect you do. What are you paying for your smartphone? Uh, I'm paying like 65 bucks a month. Yeah, yeah. So you... Basically, you have to, you're, you're yelling at the wrong folks. You, Comcast has nothing to do with your cell phone okay. once you leave. It's all now on the Verizon system. You don't need a hotspot for that uh, right. unless you want to have free Wi-Fi. Like a hotspot would be like you know, McDonald's, right? You go to McDonald's, you go in there, yeah, right. right there, and now you have a free hotspot. But you just need to get your Verizon service improved. Now, if, okay. if where you are within Simsbury is a dead zone? Um. No, no, I'm not in the dead zone where I am right in Sinsbury. Okay, uh, it's when but, you're in other but places. I, I go to Avon, I go to the rural areas of Avon or Canton, and then I'm, I'm you know, I can't get into any of my applications that I have to get into, uh, you know, via my cell phone. Correct. So their their cell service in those areas is not very good. There's nothing Comcast can do about it uh, unless you can get on a Comcast hotspot, right? So Comcast offers public. Uh, internet service through their right. customers. So if you happen to be in a Comcast area, you could log in your cell phone to that or the Wi-Fi signal. Uh-huh. That's, that's just using your Comcast credentials. Do you know how to do that? Yeah. Okay. So without anything else, it's either change your cellular service to some to a company that has better coverage uh, in the okay. areas you work, yeah. uh, or you know you just have to deal with it the, the way that most people do when they can't get service for their cell phone. Yeah. Right. Well, okay, uh, we'll investigate that. Yeah, sorry about well, that, Phil. You know, I appreciate your input. Our pleasure. All right, you have a great day. You too. Thank you, bye. All right, bye-bye. 
We're going to go next to, uh, who are we going here? Let's go to Litchfield and Paul. What's Paul cook, cook, got cooking out there? Hey, Paul. Good morning. Morning. Um, got a new computer. All right. Old one. And I have all this stuff sitting on my desktop. Yeah. I got the bright idea to put it all into a external drive. Sure. And then all I'm going to do is transfer from the external drive to the new computer. Sounds uh, like a good plan. No, all I, all I get are links. Oh, so you're not, actually, not, you're not actually moving the files. You're just moving shortcuts. That's what it did, yeah. I, so I've got the files on the hard drive. So my right. question, obviously, is how do I get the files off the hard drive onto the new computer and not have links where I have to keep the hard drive constantly installed? Right. You have to look at the properties of your links to find out what the location of the files are. Then you got to go to that file. You got to navigate to that file and copy those files. So the link is a desktop link. See, so you got like a shortcut to a file on your desktop. All it is is a pointer. So when you click okay. on it, it goes to that uh, that file that's in a folder somewhere else. Okay. So. If I understand correctly, what I have to do is go back to the old laptop and copy each each file. You have to go find where the file actually so is. You click on your shortcut and you choose properties. Right click on it. Uh, right click. Right. And then you choose properties. And then in the properties, it'll tell you what the location of that file is, the uh -huh. actual file. Then. Uh, usually there's a little button in there that'll say uh, open file location. Click on that. And you should find some of your files in there unless they're all in different locations. So it'll be like C colon backslash my documents backslash, uh, you know, tax files backslash whatever you've created, wherever you put them in your, in your file drawers there, gotcha. you have to go find it specifically. You just can't copy right. the link. Does that make sense? All right. Yeah, it does. Now, bear with me. Yeah. Just opened up one of the links. Yeah, I'm right click. Go to a file in the link. Yeah. And I'm going to click on the link or, or right click on the right click. Uh, right click and go to properties of the link. And it'll tell you where that file is located. It should give you the whole syntax. Let's see. Come on. Here we are. Mm -hmm. uh, blah, blah, blah. Property. Blah, blah, blah. So I look under details? Sure. It should okay. give you the actual file location. So uh, down near the bottom of it, it, there should be a little button that says open file location. You're running Windows 10 or Windows 7? Running Windows 10. Okay, yeah. Okay, so I, I right click on the on the, the file I want to open. Yeah, I hit properties. Yeah, and it brings up the screen. It says general security details, previous versions. Right. You don't have a uh, tab that says shortcut. Are you talking about? I do have a, a tab that says well. Shortcuts is sitting on, on my desktop. Yeah. Right, I understand. So, but when you right-click, so I just opened one up, and it says uh, 
you know, it, it's uh, I got the properties open, and then there's a general tab, and right next to the general tab, there's a shortcut tab. Ah, you know what? I was in too deep. I went into it and opened up an actual, you know, like that's a, okay. a document that I wanted to read. But I, okay, so I right click on the correspondence on the shortcut on my desktop. Yeah, that brings up shortcut properties. Yeah, and Getting warmer. Open file location. Let's see. <laughs> You're getting there, Paul. <laughs> yeah, so's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But you're going to see the whole URL described, the whole location. It's going to say okay. C colon backslash, and then it's going to give you where that file is. Or like Bob says, you can go ahead and open the location as to where it is. And it'll actually bring up the actual file's location on your computer. Because it does have a spot. You've placed it somewhere. Right. Do you see that? No, I am not seeing it. You see it, you see it says wait. start in. If you click on that shortcut tab, it'll say start in. Let's see. Click on the shortcut tab. With, open within the, the right click. So you have the properties windows open, correct? Yes, I do. Okay. So, and I'm saying a general shortcut security details previous versions. Click so, on shortcut. Shortcut. Okay, click on shortcut there. And, and at the uh, bottom it says open file location. That's there what you, you want to click on right there. Say Eureka. I say amen, take your hands off the radio. <laughs> okay, so tell me who that's from. I have no idea. You're old enough to know. He just passed away not too long ago. Help me, help me. Don Imus. Oh, Don, yeah, yeah. I did listen to Don every now and again. Yeah. <laughs> Reverend Billy Saul Harkins in the First Church of the Gooey Death and Discount House of Worship in Delville, Texas. Okay, so. <laughs> so you found that now? You found the where you're opening up your file? Yep, I did. All right. Okay, so every guys, one of those files a has a spot. Gotcha. All righty. Thank you very much. All right, Paul. Good luck, sir. Oh, yeah. All right. If not, I'll be back. All right. Well, we're here every Saturday. <laughs> All right. We're going to step out for a quick break before Matt gets – I can hear him yelling from uh, Farmington. i got to take a break. So we're going to step out for a quick break, get back to more of your calls. We're here till 11 o'clock. Everything's been posted over at Computer Talk with Tab.com. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we are here till 11 o'clock. And then Dr. Alessi will be in with Healthy Rounds. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. And uh, we're going to go to Jack in Torrington next. What's going on, Jack? Hey, good morning, guys. Looks morning, like sir. Microsoft, Microsoft has done it again. What did they do to you? <laughs> well, you know, we used to have that pin to start. And you had the nice little tiles. You could choose your whatever you wanted to go to real easy. Yeah. Well, the pin to start is gone. Hmm. What version of uh, Windows 10 are you running? Um, I honestly don't know. So in the lower left-hand corner, type yeah. in. you're going to see a little area to type. Uh, you can type right. in Win, Winver, W-I-N-V-E-R. Because I still do have that pin to start, I think. Do you still have it, Bob? Oh, yes. 
So I don't know what version we're running versus the one you've upgraded to. <laughs> okay. Um, version 1909. That's what I have. Yeah, you can still pin to start. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, if you go to a website, now I'm, I'm on Microsoft Edge when I do this. Oh, okay. Go you're, to gonna, you're trying to pin to start a bookmark? Yeah. Yeah, ah. and, you know, it brings up the tiles when you hit the little Windows button on your keyboard. Sure. And it brings up all these tiles, which is great. I have, yep. you know, segmented by interest, et cetera. And yeah. when you go to do that, you got those three little dots at the top of your screen when you're on that particular website. Yeah. You click on that little dot, come down, it says more tools, and you go all over right. to the right. And it says, save page as, cast media, pin to taskbar, launch taskbar pinning wizard, browse task manager, and developer tools. Gotcha. Yeah. So I don't have those, I don't have that pin to start option. And I, I don't use pin to start the way you are as a browser link. Um, but you're doing it within Edge. And you're saying it bro it's broken? That pin to start doesn't work? It's not there. It doesn't exist. Oh. <laughs> they removed <laughs> it on you. Yep. Gotcha. I don't even have it. Do you have it, Bob? Well, I have pinned a taskbar and launched taskbar printing. Wizard, right, but, but you don't have pin to start, uh, which they, it used to be there. And then you'd, and it would say, well, do you want a pin to start? You'd say yes, and it would come right up on those nice little tiles when you hit your Windows button. Right. Yeah, so and, they could have decided that they don't want you to yeah, have that you anymore. Know, Microsoft giveth and Microsoft taketh away. <laughs> yeah. It's, it is not. It's It's really crazy. Yeah, I mean, not enough people used it or or had some other problem with it. Because um, you you're right, I don't mean it's maybe, not maybe put a link on your website if you find something. Yeah, yeah, we okay. can take that a look to see wonderful. if there's an issue. This is using um, Edge, right? Yes, correct. Okay, we'll see if we can find a way to get around that or see if there's a link out there for you, sir. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, guys. Take care. Bye. You're welcome. You too. We'll do our best for him later and uh, get that out there as a, as a link. We want to thank all you guys for joining us on this uh, rainy Saturday morning. I want to thank Mike for posting everything live over at computertalkwithtab.com. I want to thank Matt for, for running the show out there in uh, Farmington. And uh, all you guys for joining us on this Saturday morning. Uh, do your best to stay safe and healthy. And uh, we'll, uh, what will we do, Bob? See you next week. <laughs> all right. We'll be back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.